All right, Romans chapter eight, verse one is where we're going to start, and this is a this is the second part of a lesson we did a couple weeks ago of the law of the letter or the law of grace. Uh, I know we had a middle part there that was left out, but this is the second part of it. And last time we when we talked about it that we were talking about the law of the letter, which was the, the Ten Commandments, or better yet, the, the commandments of God. There's more than ten, but uh, we're talk- we were talking about the law and how it condemned us because it condemned our sin, right? That's what showed us our sin, showed us that we are not uh, righteous and holy before God. And that's what, uh, that's what the Old Testament uh, people followed. That's what the children of Israel followed, was the law of that letter, that told them that uh, uh, that they operated in fear. We talked about that, that they, uh, they operated in fear. They, they didn't steal because they were afraid of the judgment. They were afraid of the consequences of committing that sin, right? And that we talked a little bit about the law of grace and how that we don't, uh, we don't simply, or we're not uh, fearful of committing that sin because of the judgment, but because uh, we are... Uh, we want to please God. That is the difference there. So we, we kind of touched on that, but we're going to explain in more depth of, uh, of what the law of grace is. Hopefully. Hopefully I can explain that. So we're going to begin in uh, verse 1. We're going to go down to probably 16, maybe 17. We'll see. Uh, it says, Therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh but they that walk after the spirit the things of the spirit for to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against god for it is not subject to the law of god neither indeed can be so then they that are in the flesh cannot please god but ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you, now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you, are not received, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father." And the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Uh, yeah, we're just going to stop there. 
So what this, uh, the scripture is talking about, it says in the beginning, at the beginning of the scriptures we read, it says there is no more, there is therefore no, no, now no more condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And that's what uh, Paul is referring to, is that people that are walking in the spirit of God. People that are walking in the newness of the new covenant, right? They're walking in, they've been born again. They had Old Testament, that old man had died, the one that lived by the law, and they were resurrected into this new covenant because they walk after the Spirit, right? Uh, And he's saying there's no condemnation. There's nothing condemning you to hell for those that walk after the Spirit. Because of we're, we're operating in this law of grace. So I used to, and I was one that would do this a lot, but I used to think, I uh, used to would, uh, preach this, that uh, sin separates us from God. And that's true to an extent. But sin, if you, if you realize as a Christian, sin does not separate us from God. And the reason for that is because Jesus, right? He died for our sin. He, he, he made that ability to bridge that gap because we, uh, we are sinful people. But it's Jesus that overcame that sin. We weren't able to live right. We weren't able to overcome that sin. So sin doesn't actually separate us from God. What separates us from, Christ, or what separates us from God is whether or not we accept the sacrifice that Jesus gave. Whether or not we accept Christ. God's provision to bring us to Him. Because it is true that sin does separate us from God or did separate us from God. But the reality for a Christian, one that believes in Christ, that walks with Christ, sin no longer separates you from God. And the Scripture here uh, clarifies that by saying there is no condemnation. God doesn't look down and condemn us of our sins. Why? Because Jesus paid that price for the sins. We must believe that. We must believe that Jesus paid that price because if we don't, we try to revert back to that old law. We try to revert back to that, I'm not going to sin because I'm scared of judgment, right? The scripture that we read on, it talks about, it it said that we uh, have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Most people don't explain that part about fear, but what the spirit of bondage that he's he's talking about is the one that does, uh, is, worried about falling short in performance the one that fear that oh my goodness i just sinned against god now he's going to be mad no that's not what god put on us whenever you are born again into the new covenant you are not put on a spirit of fear mm-hmm. you're not put on to a spirit of fear that if you if you commit sin and you're afraid of judgment that is not god putting that on you if you commit sin and you're grieved and you're sad because you failed god that's a different that's different that's conviction that's not condemnation conviction is the spirit of god saying listen um uh abby you you really need to quit dropping the f bomb so much and and realize that that's not how i want you to speak and then you're grieved at that because you disappointed god right you did something that god did not like not because you were scared that he was going to come down and revoke your salvation and throw you in the pits of hell. That's the difference of the spirit of grace or the law of grace and the law of the letter or the law of, or the law of sin and death. That God does not put that fear on us. I don't. I didn't. Uh, 
Whenever, whenever I first got saved, and the reason I'm teaching this, the reason I'm putting this, because most of you, uh, or maybe not, I don't really know exactly where you're at, but some, most of you probably have not experienced uh, walking in the grace of God and then having the waters murkied by legalism, by trying to perform the law because of scared that you are going to die and go to hell because you messed up. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. I'm not sure where that's a personal walk, but personally, whenever I first got saved, I quit drinking because that I knew that disappointed God because I had received something I'd never received. I received uh, acceptance. I received love. There was there was something that came over me that I had never experienced before, and I was afraid to disappoint. The one that gave me that, right? It wasn't because I was scared of going to hell. I didn't even really know what the consequences was. I didn't understand it. What I was wanting to do was I was wanting to please God because I was born into that new covenant. I was born into that law of grace. I was not, I was not scared that cussing would send me to hell. I was scared that cussing disappointed God, yes. right? Because it talks about that we are, uh, it says that we're not born again into a spirit of fear. Uh, or a spirit of bondage again to where we cry, or again to fear, if I could talk. But you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. What he's referring to is, is you are not, uh, for the most part, as teenagers now, whenever children are small, the you have to correct children in a different way. But as teenagers, I would assume, for the most part, uh, most of you do not get spankings from your parents. At this point, unless unless you deserve it, and then there's probably something you've done very bad. So you probably do not receive physical discipline at this point. Why? Because it's simply the disappointment of your parents that corrects you, right? For the most part. I mean, I, you may still do bad things, right? Because you're sneaking around and, and you're doing what they say not to do. But when you get caught... That feeling you get isn't scared that they're going to throw you out of the house and light you on fire. I mean, to put it in relation to what we think God's going to do. The, the fear is, is disappointing your parents, right? For the most part, as long as you have good relationships with your parents. I understand in, this, uh, in the world we have all kinds of uh, family problems and different things. So it's, I'm just talking broadly. So what Paul is referring to here is, is that we're... Uh, we've received the spirit of adoption that we come into that. He's clarifying that what we're doing here, uh, what happened when you're born again is that you're not born into that spirit of, okay, I have to perform this because God is going to judge me, condemn me and send me to hell. No, I want to perform this because I, because God is my father. Now, whenever I first got saved, I didn't have a problem with, uh, doing what pleased God or stop doing what displeased God because I was fully concerned and fully committed to pleasing God because I had received something that was so great, that was so amazing, that changed my life so radically. I did not want to disappoint God. But as time went on, I uh, over time and, and different, uh, probably a whole bunch of different things that came together, uh, being deceived and whatnot, uh, started living in such a manner that I thought that I was having to perform these things. I thought that I had to pray every day. And I thought that I had to read, you know, like what, five chapters, just throw a number out there. 
five chapters every day and I had to fast so much every month in order to be accepted by God. And the reality is, is no. We, we harp onions a lot about praying and we harp onions a lot about reading your Bible. Maybe not so much lately, but we, we usually do. We really want to encourage you to read, pray, fast, study, all these different things. We really encourage it. But the reality of it is, is that that is not what makes you acceptable to God. What makes you acceptable to God is Christ, is the new covenant, right? Because it is not our ability to perform this. And it says that, because uh, the, the scripture here says, uh, for what, uh, says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Okay, the law of the spirit of life is that law of the great of, of grace. That is the new covenant. It says, and has made me free from the law of sin and death, which is the uh, old covenant, the Old Testament law. For, uh, for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemns sin in the flesh. So what he's clarifying there is that in the new covenant, in being born again, accepting Christ that we are not uh, that we have been freed from the law of sin and death meaning that if I commit sin that I die spiritually nope the what what we have been born into is uh, the law of the spirit right so the law of the spirit uh, says in verse 4 that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit so we've talked in the past, uh, I, there may have only been a couple that, are, that probably heard it. Uh, we talked in the past about the difference between the flesh and the spirit. So we walk after the, uh, we might fulfill, it says, let me read it again, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So us as being born again, born in Christ, we walk after the spirit, meaning that we don't perform. Uh, we don't perform these acts. We don't perform these uh, these good deeds. These things that Christ does, because uh, in ourselves we don't perform that in ourselves. We perform that because the Spirit of God is in us. Right, mm-hmm. the Spirit of Christ dwells in us and is performing the things that He would do. Because what it says is that the law was weak in the flesh. Right. The Bible said right there that the law was weak uh, through the flesh. Meaning your flesh, my flesh, could not perform the law. Could not perform the Ten Commandments. We couldn't, we couldn't even perform the Ten, let alone, I don't know how many there is. Somebody probably knows how many actual commandments. I'm sure there's hundreds. But we are not capable of even performing the Ten. And that's the point that God was making when He, when he had the commandments written out. Was that, listen... You, these are my laws. If you want to be, a, be godly and you want to be holy, this is what you have to achieve. But it was not achievable in the flesh. We cannot perform it. You might be able to do good for a while, but eventually you will fail. Eventually you will commit sin. That's the point that God was making. And that this new covenant fulfilled that law. It didn't, it didn't bring forth the, uh, the freedom to sin, even though the Bible does that we just read the scripture that said that we are not condemned. There is no more uh, condemnation uh, for us that walk after the spirit. That's not a license to sin freely because it was a fulfillment of the law. 
It didn't destroy the law. It fulfilled the law. So we were brought into a new law that fulfilled the old law. Now we are capable of performing the law, not because we do it, but because the Spirit of God is doing it through us, right? If you want to overcome, if you have a sin in your life and you want to overcome it, you don't overcome it by doing things yourself. You overcome it by letting God overcome it through you, right? If you have a, a, a for example, there's a, a man, a great man of God that, uh, that founded uh, an organization called Teen Challenge, which was, if you don't know, which is an organization that helped teenagers that were drug addi- uh, addicted to drugs. And he made the comment that he said uh, he said that most drug addicts, if he could get them saved and filled with the Holy Ghost all on the same night, they would not experience withdrawals. Because what was happening in them is the Spirit of God was overtaking and re- uh, removing that out of their life. And it wasn't them going through the motions and performing that and being able to achieve that in themselves because that's not possible. If they could overcome the sin of addiction, they would have done it. Because people don't wake up... The, one of the best statements that I've heard is that people don't wake up one morning and decide, I'm going to be a tweaker. Nobody wants to be a tweaker, right? Those that know what I'm talking about. Nobody wants to be somebody that looks like a, a real-life zombie walking around just trying to find the next high. Nobody woke up one morning and thought they wanted to be that. But it happened over a course of time. Nobody woke up one morning and decided that they wanted to be an alcoholic. But it just continues to go that way. So what if they could... So at the point of being so badly uh, consumed by that sin, if they could overcome it in themselves, they would. But it takes something greater. And that's what... That's what the what we're talking about here is that the law of grace is that greater thing. The law of the Spirit is what brings us out of sin. Because it wasn't by our ability that we quit committing sin towards God. And that's what the whole purpose of the Old Testament law was. Was to show us, listen, this is the rules. You break them, you die. The, the point was is that if you break these rules, you die. You can't follow these rules. I know it sounds a little weird, but that's what God was saying. These rules are stuff, are rules that you can't, cannot achieve. You can't perform this. It's impossible for you because your flesh is not capable of doing it. But my spirit is capable of doing it. God's spirit is capable of performing the law. And that is the fulfillment in us. That is the fulfillment of the law in us is the Spirit of God. So how do, we, how do we walk with God? How do we remain connected to God? And that is simply trusting in the salvation of Christ, trusting in the work of the Spirit of God in our lives, right? If you have a sin that you struggle with, don't, uh, you don't need to be beating yourself up thinking that you are separated from God, but you simply trust in the provision of God. Pray, continue to pray. Uh, cry out to God, Lord, I need help with this. Help me through this. Help me to remove this from my life. But if you continue to fail, that is not separating you from God. There is no condemnation in uh, Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. 
He will continue to forgive. He will continue to have mercy. He will continue to have grace on you because you are willing to return to Him. The only thing that's going to separate you from Christ is whether or not you are going to turn to Christ or not. If you commit that sin and you fall short of God, the only thing that's going to separate you is if you just throw your hands up and give up on Christ. If you give up on Him, then there's nothing He can do for you. He's not going to force you into salvation, but it's always there. So if you fail, if you fail God, you simply just continue to trust in Him. Repent. Seek God. Ask Him to help you. But just to keep moving forward in Christ. Not giving up. That is the new covenant. That is the, new, that is the law of grace. That we are able to be imperfect and yet still be perfect in Christ. Right? And that's what's amazing. So, uh, we've got a few minutes. You want to come and pray? You want to worship God? You want to thank Him for His new covenant? You want to thank Him for what He's done for you? What He's doing for you? Whatever it may be, worship God, pray, seek after Him, repent of sins that you may have, uh, help, ask Him to help you through what you, you're struggling with, ask Him to help you through just the day in and day out life. Whatever it may be, just seek after God this morning.